What's up? Welcome to another episode of Breaking Through with Elena. That's me. And this is the podcast that celebrates women in the entertainment industry as they tell their stories of how they broke through in their field. Now, I'm even more energized with this message after watching the CMA Awards this past week. Huge shout out to everyone at the Country Music Association for putting together a night that not only celebrated what happened in country music over the past year, but acknowledging the impact women have made on the genre overall and recognizing the current lack of female representation. I'm still shocked that Carrie Underwood didn't take home Entertainer of the Year, but that's a conversation for another time because right now it's all about my friends Stephanie Wagner and Christina Bosch, the women behind New York Country Swag. Now, if you're not in New York, you may not know these ladies just yet, but their passion for country music and bringing it to the masses is unlike anything else I've come across in this industry. They are smart, hilarious, and kind businesswomen that I'm proud to call friends. Their story is super inspiring, especially if you're looking to start your own business or just to create your own path. So let's get right to it. Here's Breaking Through with Christina Bosch and Stephanie Wagner. Well, if you're seeing the video of this, no surprise here. We've got White Claws in the studio with my girl Stephanie and Christina. Well, cheers. <laughs> hey, cheers. So I just talked a little bit. I know. Wait, we should actually cheers because yes, like I feel like that's like good it. luck. Here we cheers. go. Or CMA. yes, can it? We're canning <laughs> it. Uh, that's the thing. Here's the, here's what's going on this week. The girls are here. They're from New York, but they're here because it's CMA week, CMA awards, not fest, and it's just craziness, craziness, pandemonium. But this is like the time that I actually get to spend with you guys. So I look forward to all of these big events that you guys come out for because I just love these girls and I love hanging out with you guys. We love you. Thank you. <laughs> this is just so perfect that you're on this podcast because this season has been all about celebrating women in all areas of entertainment. And you guys, I just want to start by you telling your stories because there is no better way to hear it <laughs> than from the people that are most passionate about. Stephanie, I know you're probably going to kick this off, right? Because you are the you're the star. Yes, I am. <laughs> Go, girl. Um, so I started the company in December 2015. And when I started, I was working in a hospitality group in New York City, and we were doing special events. And one of the events that we were doing was country music nights. And they were so much fun. I was doing them for like two years, just kind of like putting a DJ on. We had like red solo cup specials, cowboy boot mugs, like all the oh, cliches. Yeah, exactly. like they were just trying to get it Pretty in. Pretty much what you would think a New York country night would yeah. look like. <laughs> and um, it was so much fun, but we were doing them at this one specific bar. And then the hospitality group, um, they kind of came to me and they were like, we want to take this and do it at another one of our venues. But they had a different name at the other venue. Mm. So we had already built up this like really fun night. And I was kind of like, how do I take this and kind of make it known that like the same person running this event is now doing it at this other bar. So I was like, hmm, like, let's think of like an umbrella name and kind of put it over it. So I was like, what's available on Instagram? What's available on Twitter? That is a businesswoman from <laughs> yeah. this generation. When the like, first thing you look at match. is Instagram, yes. <laughs> and so I came up with New York Country Swag. Um, swag is actually from my name, Stephanie Wagner. Mm -hmm. And we put the name over it. And originally the idea was kind of just to do events and promote country music in New York. And I was still doing the hospitality thing. What Still year doing, is this? Uh, 2015. Okay. Yes, and, and you're you're young. So like this is. Thank you. <laughs> no, but it's so impressive. Would you mind sharing how old you were yeah. when you were doing that? Um, I was 
25. Like that's incredible. Yeah. I think that that, and that needs to be said because yeah. <laughs> to have those ideas and run with it, because there's so many people at 20 in their twenties, early twenties, whatever that have all these ideas, but never go through with it. So yeah. I just want people to know you were 25 <laughs> and you made it actually happen. Okay, go yeah. on. Um, I mean, yeah, it was crazy because I, I was saying now, like I couldn't imagine doing anything else, but 10 years ago, I would have never imagined that I would be doing this. So yeah. it's funny to look back on, but um, yeah, so I started and at first I was kind of doing it like on the side, like worked at my office in the, at my desk till 6 PM. And then my hospitality job was over and then I'd start country swag and I'd be up all night doing that. And then my bosses at the hospitality group, they were like, "Bosses at the hospitality group, they were like, listen, like you're in here every night, you're working late. Like you're clearly into something you're passionate about. We see you posting about it. And they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm oh. getting fired. Like, oh, that's kind of scary. <laughs> like, I was like, oh God, like they don't want me doing this. You know, like my energy and efforts are over here. Yeah. And they were like, no, like we want to get involved. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so it, it's crazy because they even said like from the beginning, they're like, they don't care about country music. I mean, they're, you know, older guys from New York city and they're like, Steph, I have no idea what you're doing, but I know you and I believe in what you're doing and we want to get involved. So pretty early on, um, they invested in the company and I was able to kind of start getting away from like the hospitality side of things and just focus on country swag. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did that for about two years and it kind of developed into this, like, because we were doing the special events and when we weren't doing events, I was like, all right, we need another way for like people to still have eyes on us and still talk about us. So I was like, we'll do merchandise and we'll do, you know, promoting artists and we'll do yeah. interviews. And it turned into this huge outlet that I never imagined it was, you know, I didn't think that that was the route in the beginning, but now I, again, I can't imagine it any other way. <laughs> well, so it is really, it happened organically. This yes. wasn't like a whole big vision that you had from no. the get go, which I think is really cool because, yeah. you know, some people think I, I, I think would, if they start a business, they find it very intimidating and you have to, you think that you have to have everything planned out, but it doesn't always work that no. way. Like it can happen organically and right. like it's happened with you. Right. And I think like the important thing is, was it like, it was something that was in my head for so long and it kind of came to the point where I was like, I always knew that I wanted to run my own business. I just didn't know what that was. Mm -hmm. I always loved music. I never really realized that I could be working in music without, you know, knowing how to sing or dance. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can, guys, but no. I don't want to hear it. I've seen you on Broadway on a Thursday night. <laughs> um, so I think I never really realized that, like, that could happen. So mm -hmm. from doing these events, well working in hospitality, I loved. So to walk away from that was scary. Like I was kind of like, you know, am I leaving this job that I do love and getting to do all these different kind of events and being with a, a large hospitality group and really starting from the bottom with Country Swag. But right. just from those first couple events, um, the very first event we did was Libation Country Runch, New York City. We were three weeks old near our Country Swag. It was January 16th. Or I guess five weeks old. <laughs> We're really no counting. Count. <laughs> <laughs> We're five weeks old and Russell Dickerson was our very first artist. And it was after that event that I was like, okay, this is going to work. Like, yeah. that's when I was like, I can do this full force. There's a crowd here. There's people who are into it and they're understanding it and they're looking for it. And that was the thing. We, we weren't getting like the new artists in New York City. Like we were getting the Luke Bryans and Keith Urban and Blake Shelton at Madison Square Garden. Right, because there was really no reason for the other ones to go out there. Exactly. Yeah. So that's when I kind of realized that like people were looking for it and we started getting more and more followers on Instagram, more messages like, are you going to be at this show? Can we, you know, tailgate at this show? And I was like, wow, we have like starting a little club here and it just... It grew from that. And it's crazy because, again, like from the beginning, I, I couldn't have imagined that that's the way it would have grown. And right. now I can't imagine it not 
growing that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then when did uh, Christina over here yeah. come into the picture? So I started, um, I was going to school, I was working full time and I was on the, the side going to shows and writing for a different blog. And I was doing it completely freelance just because I loved it. I just wanted to be in the industry. And like you said, like I had no idea that you could be in the industry. I didn't know that was a thing, but right. I always loved music. I always loved country music growing up, which was funny because New York didn't have a country music station for 17 years. Which is wild. Which is crazy. Yeah. So like growing up when people ask, like I had CDs, like I had come on over Shania Twain, like Dixie Chicks Fly. Like I remember owning the CDs and playing them and dancing around my room to them. And so I always loved country music. And so when it started becoming more popular around 20, I started coming to Nashville for CMA Fest in 2011. Um, and just it, my love grew from there, obviously. And then in 20. 15, right? 2016, I went to, um, I loved Russell Dickerson. I had found him, I don't even know, the highway played him, I think, or I found him somehow. And I ended up falling in love with him and realizing he was coming to a show in New York. Lo and behold, it was Stephanie's show that he was playing. Oh, so, dang. I knew Russell Dickerson was a big key in all of this. <laughs> and we want to talk about that in a minute. But how I didn't met. know that's how it's you guys how we met. met. And so I I reached out to Stephanie. She got me on the list. I, it was my first in-face interview with him. And I'm on camera interviewing him in one of her promo videos. And this is all before we even knew each other. And then we kept seeing each other at shows. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and where I wanted to go. And a couple things fell into place and I was unhappy and I was like, Steph, are you hiring? Like literally thinking she had a huge company. Like right. I just had no idea it was just her. And she was like, yeah, like I'm really, we need somebody to come on. And what's amazing about Steph and I is I love being in front of the camera. I love holding a microphone and I love like being a ham and Steph hates that part yeah. of it. And so, and then like the writing, like I love writing, I love editing, I love a blog. And Steph was like, I don't have time for that. So like, mm -hmm. we just worked perfectly. And so September, whoop, September, <laughs> September of 2017, it was my very first day with Steph. And now we are two, almost two and a half years later, we've been together ever since. And we get to come to Nashville for CRS and all these festivals and everything. And it's it's just been literally my dream job. Well, and did, was that scary for you? Because I know it was scary taking, taking the leap for you getting out of hospitality stuff. But mm -hmm. Christina, to, to just really fully commit to a company that's still starting up, was that scary for you? Yeah, and it's scary every day. I yeah. mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's definitely scary every day. It's like navigating the music industry, navigating the music industry in New York yeah. and trying to meet with people like today, we came down yesterday, we literally got off the plane and went to UMG to have a lunch because we knew we had to, like, we have to make value of, like, of our time here in Nashville because we're not here that often. Mm -hmm. um, so it is certainly scary, but when people come up to New York, that's the best part because they know us and they're, you know, fans know us and they like want pictures with us. And we're like, <laughs> we're, who are we? Like, no, you want the artists, like you don't want us. So it's just been this great community of, fans in New York City that love country music and then the industry that gets to come up. Yeah. And it's just, it's been amazing. So yeah, for sure scary, everyday scary. And like, we always talk about the stuff people don't see of our jobs. Like there's a million different things. We're gonna, we're gonna write a book one day about the things <laughs> that people don't see. They're always saying, you're so lucky. Right. You're so lucky. You don't see a lot of what goes into what we do. Um, but I mean- I have the best job ever. I have the dream job. So I can't complain about it because it's the best job ever. So. Well, and I mean, every job comes with its realities, of mm -hmm. course. Cause I mean, that's the same thing with me. And of course, Instagram and all of the things that you see on social media, those are the highlights. Those are the great moments. Those are the things that you want to share. But there's a lot of things that 
you don't want to share. And I try to tell people that all the time, that my mm-hmm. life isn't all the Garth Brooks and the this event and the this, <laughs> yeah. you know, and filters and, and looking fantastic. Like there's a lot of hardships that go into it. Is there a moment that you guys can really look back at that you're really proud that you overcame that really <laughs> challenged you in a big way? Every day. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh. <laughs> and I mostly ask this because there's so many people that are going through their different challenges and yeah. their different and trying to figure out how to navigate it. And there are a lot of people that are on their own too, you know, right. that listen to podcasts and things like this in order to find their way and know that they're not alone right. and that people are struggling as well. Yeah. But is there anything that comes to mind that was like, yeah, this, this challenges, but we rose above it and we're doing it. Yeah. I think, I mean, like Christina said, every day is a challenge, especially we're such a small company. Um, we have support, but it's, you know, we're still paying the bills yeah. and figuring things out and how to monetize and this and that. Um, so there are definitely, I wouldn't say there's any specific times, but there are times when I'm just like, is this going to work? You know, nine to five might be easier. I might be able to sleep again in my life. <laughs> um, but then it's almost like every time I need it, something happens where I'm like, oh, that's right. Like, this is why we're doing it. And this makes sense. Um, I had like I think it was last or maybe actually two years ago now. It was like New Year's Day or something like that. And it was like, that's a big day in my hometown. Yeah. And it was the first time that I had been like out in a while. And and I'm I'm from Queens, New York, but like I I live 45 minutes away from that now. So I'm not always back in my hometown every single weekend, whatever. I'm there often. Sometimes when you're close, it's even harder to go. Exactly. Yeah. So like at this one, I hadn't been there in a few weeks. So like now you're, again, you're showing the great things on Instagram and everybody's thinking, you know, you're living your life and like, we had artists we had work we were working with who were like getting number one songs and doing this and doing mm-hmm. that. And it kind of looked like we were doing that well because everyone knew that we were supporting them. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like the reality of it was we weren't. Mm-hmm. So I had come home New Year's Day. We were all out and like every, and I was kind of like in a funk because I knew that like things weren't going the way that they had to be going. Right. And everybody was coming up to me and they were like, you're killing it. You're doing so good, this and that. And I was like, I had to put a smile on and act like I was. And it was like crushing me. Mm-hmm. And then finally, one of my friends said to me, he's like, how are you doing? You're doing so good, blah, blah. And I like broke down and I was like, I'm not doing good. Like, it's crazy. Like, you know, this isn't working and I don't know what to do. And it's over two years in and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, okay. And he's like, well, are you thinking of giving up? Mm-hmm. And when he I just got chills. <laughs> uh-huh. When he said that, I, it was almost like it like woke me up. I was like giving up, like. I never thought of giving up. I would never give up. It's just, it's not working right now. Yeah. And like from that moment, I was like, you know what? You're right. Like I never, again, I thought like, oh, it might be easier, but I was never like, you know, this, we're going to end this. Like it was always, no, we're going to figure this out. We'll get to the next day and we'll get to the next event. We'll get to the next, you know, session and how, whatever. It's a small business is hard and yeah. it's crazy. And it's, you, a hard part of it is like, we always say it's a lot of his perception. Mm-hmm. So we, <laughs> of course, are like, you know, always posting the great things and this and that, but like in make reality- Make it till you make it, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so there are definitely, you know, hard, hard times and, and things. And even this trip, like coming, it always seems like when I come down to Nashville, that's kind of my, like, I go home, like refreshed and ready. And I'm like, yeah. because again, we don't get to see everybody that we work with every day. So mm-hmm. we're emailing back and forth. We got down here yesterday. We met with a bunch of people and every single one we were like, we're so happy to see you. You did this, you did that. And it was like, it was that kind of like pat on the back that we really needed and yeah. not just like an email, like, thank you. Like, yeah, thanks <laughs> right. so much. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so it's so like moments this. like that that I think are kind of like eye-opening and inspiring and 
really what like keep us going. Well, we most recently had a really big moment. I'm sure you yeah. were going to bring it up um, with Russell. Yes. So um, <laughs> September 20th of this year, just a couple months ago, we were, there's a whole backstory of, <laughs> of getting to this show at Madison's Garden. And they, they announced Thomas Rhett's Very Hot Summer Tour, um, like almost a year in advance. And we just couldn't wait. We knew Russell was going to be on the tour. And um, for people that don't know, I mean, I'm sure you've heard Madison's Garden is that's the bucket list for most artists. And oh, yeah. Even you, when they come in here, like we'll ask about where they want to play. It's usually Red Rocks and Madison yeah. Square Garden. See, mm -hmm. So like for mm -hmm. us, that's so funny because that's just like we grew up going right. there. That's like our local venue. Um, but we do understand like the caliber of playing that and the excitement of playing that. So when we knew that Russell was going to be opening that show, we were like so excited and we knew that we were going and we had our, you know, we had our media ready and we were just there and it was, it was the best night. We, I mean, we dressed really nice. I mean, it was just like the best night. So exciting. Um, so during his set, he was the first opener and I mean, he gets what a 25 minute set. Yeah. Um, and he's one of the best, like we're calling it <laughs> right now, entertainer of the year within the next couple of years, because yes. he is one of the best entertainers and he was putting on the most amazing set. And we were just like holding hands, like so excited and just ecstatic that we were there. Um, and then in during his set, he paused and he said, I've been playing New York for a long time um, with a little company called New York Country Swag. Yeah. So in front of 18,000 people, a sold out crowd at Madison Square Garden, he said our name. And a lot of the time, you know, and, and pause because I don't know what made me have my camera out and videotaping this moment while he was speaking. Yes, thank God but you thank did. God well, that's I what did. I was wondering if he gave you a heads up or if no. we did not see him. We actually didn't see him the entire time he was here. So that even validated it more. Like it wasn't like we saw him before backstage and, and we he were like, knew. Hey, yeah. he did not see us. We, it was just something that he remembered Three years ago, he was on stage at a downtown nightclub playing for Stephanie's company. And he remembered it and he said it in front of all those people. And I was just, I was holding the phone. I had one hand over my mouth. I was shaking. I looked at Steph. I was crying. And then everybody, we went back to the press room and at like the media room afterwards. And people were like clapping for us, like so excited for us that that was like such an amazing moment. So like that, again, another moment that everything that you go through, all of the, the struggles mm -hmm. and the, how is this going to happen and how are we going to make this work next week? And that moment, I mean, that will get us through for Huge sure. Huge moment of validation. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's pure validation right, right. there. Yeah. I mean, having someone, can you talk a little bit about your relationship with him and how, because I think it's yeah. just like the sweetest <laughs> and I see him wearing your hat and your yeah. <laughs> all of your stuff all the time. Russell Dickerson is obviously on top of his game. I agree with you, Christina. I think he is going to be for entertainer sure. of the year. For sure. At some point here in the near future. I also think he's the next to get on like his own arena tour. It's, it has to. It's going to be happening. To. Incredible performer. But let's <laughs> talk a little bit about that because he has been so integral to the success of your company and yeah. even keeping you guys going. So how how did you guys? I mean, Christina, you said kind of how you yeah. you think you found him through Sirius or something, but how did you find him, Steph? Um, so I was actually on the Florida Georgia Line cruise and yes, girl, yeah. <laughs> as a fan, as a fan, as a fan. Yeah, November 2015. It was before I started the company. Ironically, I in the middle of that was applying for an internship, which I was way too old to be interning somewhere, but I just wanted to be in the music industry and the job was in LA. So I was out on Florida Georgia Line cruise and I was kind of in the middle of this. I think I was like one of the last 10 people and uh, Frankie Ballard played and he played a brand new song called LA Woman. Oh wow. And I was like, oh my God, I, I got this internship. Like this is a <laughs> sign. And then I got home and I didn't get it. Yeah. But that, 
honestly, maybe that was the kick that I probably needed yeah. because I was like, why would I, I don't want to go to LA. I don't want to leave New York. I want to do something here. And, and that's how New York and just about kind of started from getting home from that cruise and having all these thoughts and everything else go back and forth. Um, but anyway, so Russell Dixon performed on that cruise. I think he played two different nights and both sets were at like midnight. So now like you're up and you're drinking all day long and like yeah. all night long. And I just remember most we, people don't remember. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the first night we went to his set and I really didn't know who he was. Like I knew yours probably again because of the highway. Um, but I didn't know his other songs and we went to a set and I just remember kind of standing in the back and like everybody being into it. And I was like, here's this guy who like nobody really knows. And he has everybody, you know, like at the tip of his fingers and they've been drinking all day long. Like, you know, like they clearly like knew, you know, it's a difficult crowd. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, just so impressed with the way he handled that stage. And he did all these different covers. He played a Fetty Wap cover, which like <laughs> sold me. And I was like, this guy is so good. So the next day, or I don't know if it's the next day or the whatever night it was again, he played another midnight set. And I was like, guys, we got to get to Russell again. We got to get to Russell. Um, so we saw him twice that cruise ironically like I literally have like a fan meet and greet picture with him like from running into him on the boat where we have like a selfie and he like <laughs> autographed it because it was snapchat little ah! did I know it become like yes. we're in a, like a group chat now <laughs> yeah. but um so I came home from that cruise that was November and I started the company in December our first event we were planning was for January mm. so I had started selling tickets for the event posting about it wrote that I was going to have a, an artist did not have an artist, literally. And I was like, oh my Again, God. Again, fake it till you make it. Again, yeah. Literally. <laughs> and like, I had never booked an artist. I didn't know anything about like sound or anything like that. I had no idea what I was doing. But I'm like, how hard can it be? Get a guitar and a microphone. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> so I was thinking about artists that I wanted and Russell was one of them. So I sent an email to his manager. Which he pulled up. Yeah. The <laughs> we had Avenue Beat, which is one of his, his uh, the manager's new Oh, love artists. them. They've yeah, been on them. this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. They're amazing. amazing. And they came to do a swag session with us and he pulled up that first yeah. email that Stephanie yeah. sent Wait, him. Wait, that's so sweet. Yeah. And I'm like, hi, I'm Stephanie from New York. I just swag. <laughs> that's what she sounded like in 2015, yeah, by the exactly. way. Yeah. The email actually read itself and he pulled it up. And like, <laughs> but you know what I actually said? Because then he read like a few lines of that. We were laughing about it. And then I went home and I read it again and I was like, I am so proud of this email because everything I said that we were in that email, like we still are. Oh, that's cool. So it's funny that it's like, that wasn't originally really the idea. And that's really what it turned into. Like that was, it's cause I never ha wrote down a, a, a plan or right. like how we were going to take this. And to look back, I was like, wow, like our, our pitch email is still pretty similar. <laughs> four years ago. Good so, for you. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so I emailed him and he emailed me back and he was like, we're, you know, we're into this idea, blah, blah, blah. And we like worked out logistics and then, Honestly, I think it was maybe like a week before, if that, that yeah. they were like, okay, like this is confirmed. I like put his face on the flyer and the name. And I was like, can we post this? Like I, I couldn't tell people until I knew for sure. And he was like, yeah, confirmed. And I'll never forget when I got that email, I was sitting with my best friend and I, this was before like Instagram stories. So like Snapchat was like the most popular, like right. instant thing at that time. TBT. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I went on Snapchat and I remember Russell and Kaylee were hanging out with like Thomas Red and Florida Georgeline and like, yeah. you know, they're all best friends. Right. But in that moment I was like, oh my God, I'm like, we just booked this guy for our very first event who was best friends with like the biggest artist in the industry right now. So Little did I even know like what everything would turn into. But yeah, so we booked him for that. And then um, so he came down. The first event was January 16th. It was a Saturday. We did country brunch and we put him up at a hotel in New York City for that Saturday night and Sunday night. And it was Martin Luther King weekend. So a lot of people were off on oh, Monday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So Saturday can really brunch it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so sure. Saturday was the brunch, oh. and then so Sunday, he that Monday his EP was coming out, and he was putting it out independent. Like he wasn't, he didn't have a label or anything. He had his ma- same management company. Um, he was putting it out independently. So Sunday night at midnight, it would be coming out. Right. So I'm like sitting on my couch Sunday morning talking about how much fun brunch was with my best friend. And I'm like, I wonder what Russell and Kaylee are doing today. Like they have another day in New York City. Their EP comes out at midnight. Mm -hmm. And the hotel that they were staying at, the hospitality group that we're affiliated with runs the rooftop. So I'm like, I'm going to text him and see if he wants to do a pop up on the rooftop. And my best friend's like, "Uh," (laughs) are you sure? Like. Like, what, you've you, had two glasses yeah. of wine, calm down. <laughs> Mimosas are still in your system. And she's like, you know, how is that going to work? And I was like, I don't know. I'm like, let's just find out. And like, what's the worst he could say? No, like, whatever. But again, like, it's midnight. He should celebrate his music coming right. out. So I text him and he literally wrote back. He's like, uh, so down. Oh. So I'm like, okay, how do I figure out how to get him on the rooftop now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then you actually yeah. had to make so it happen. Like, okay. yeah. So I was like texting the managers, like trying to figure it out. And uh, they were like, yeah, like it's usually slow Sunday nights. You could do whatever you want, but lost. So I'm like, perfect. Cause then I got a little nervous. Cause I'm like, here I am bringing this, you know, little known country artist at the time to this like prestigious rooftop in New York city yeah. on a Sunday night of a holiday weekend. And I'm like, if this doesn't go well, like I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Which I didn't realize until about three minutes, like the <laughs> right. elevator doors open and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> so the manager's telling me, he's like, you know, it's a Sunday night. shouldn't be too busy, blah, blah. So that was making me feel better about right. it. So now we meet Russell and Kaylee in the lobby. They have their guitar. We go upstairs, open the doors and it's packed. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to get so much trouble if this doesn't work. Cause they, people are dancing, right. there's music on. And I'm like, and now, you know, country gonna come is in. like yeah. a little, it's big in New York City, but it depends where you are. Some people are going to be like, you know, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> Not with Russell. So <laughs> he started playing, of course, a huge circle formed around him. Everybody was watching, requesting songs. He did his own songs. He did covers, all this stuff. Um, he played for like an hour. And then we hung out at the bar, watched his EP come out, Aww. like on iTunes. We were watching on Spotify and the numbers go up. And we just, we sat at the bar. We talked till like four o'clock in the morning. Um, a couple of their friends ended up meeting us. They have a few friends in New York City. So we became friendly with like their friends and my brother and my best friend were there. And like the marriages on the rooftop hung out. So it was just like a very fun, special night. Um, and then from that, so that was 2016. We did two more events with him. He still wasn't mm-hmm. signed. Uh, we did June 2016 at Bungalow Bar, which is in my hometown, um, like Broad Channel, Rockway Beach. So at that time, that was the first time we had the full band. Yeah. So we met the whole band. They came. We all got along instantly, obviously. And now Bungalow is a small bar in a small town. And we didn't have a green room. So I'm like, get in my car. We're going to my parents' house. So the whole band <laughs> went to my parents' house. They like showered, napped. We had pizza. Um, we're hanging out in the yard. Like my parents have like a really nice house right on the water. So we like watch the sunset. Yeah. And what was funny too was uh, we had partnered with Nash FM 94, or New York's country 94.7. Um, it was Nash FM at the time. We had partnered with them for the event. So they were coming down that night yeah. while we were sitting in the yard, like eating our pizza, you know, talking about everything that was going on with both of us in the past six months. And as we're talking about Kelly Ford and Jesse Addy were on the radio station saying, and we're heading down to Rockway Beach and Stephanie's the best. And, blah, blah. and I was like, oh, <laughs> so there's so many surreal moments yeah. that happen because of Russell with Russell, you know, because of his team. And it's like, honestly, like he doesn't forget that clearly. And I, I would understand if he would like, honestly, like I didn't ask him to shout me out. Yeah. At MSG, 
but I would never forget that, you know? Yeah. And I always say, I'm like, it could have been any artist we had for that first event and it yeah. would have went a completely different way. Mm -hmm. The fact that it was Russell, I'm very like firm believer in everything happens for a reason. And just like every leg of our company, the way things have gone somehow, yeah. like, even but you know, know what's funny Christina the reason we're sitting here right now like we hung out with you at russell's album release right. party the first right. night we hung out oh was at rap yeah that's how crazy that's why we were in nashville that weekend how crazy russell, is that russell you're making yeah. all of this happen <laughs> look at all the crew so like, he probably doesn't even know the extent i mean yeah. we're constantly like texting and like posting and stuff but like he, he probably doesn't, doesn't realize know the extent of just yeah. how grateful we are for him and his whole team like yeah. they are grace charlie john like they are the best team they're so good to us their whole band is so good and Every single time they've come to New York, we've gotten to we've see them gone. and champion them. And they are just like the most deserving humans. So to be able to like be a part of it. Yeah. It's you, just like, you guys it's are a big thing. part of it. Yeah. yeah. Like, no and what's what. funny is ever since then, um, what we've sort of the company. So we didn't really talk about what the company does. We do a right. lot of things. Um, but one of we the champion things, Russell. We champion <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's it. We do. That's it. Russell Dickerson right. company. company. They're the hype man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it. But like what we've, we've found is we've, just been able to, we have our, we like to say like our finger on the pulse of country music, especially in New York. And we find these artists right before they break. Yeah. And we work with them. And so many, we went to the CMT Next Women of Country today. So many of those girls we've worked with. Um, yesterday, CRS nominees were announced for the new faces. We worked with seven of the nine artists. So mm -hmm. like we've really, we're so proud of like the, our tastes and what we believe to be a future big artist and we've just right. champ we continue to champion them and they use you know their teams help us to do that and so we're bringing new music and new artists to New York City and then once they reach radio level a lot of times we hear that fans in New York know who they are yeah because we posted about them a year before mm -hmm. a year and a half before even 6 months before their song hits number 1 we were we had a swag session with them posting on it. So that's what's been really cool to see is just the rise of these artists and like we're rising with them and mm -hmm. we're where our company is growing organically with them in that sense. So it's it's been amazing. It's so fun to watch because I've been watching you guys for several years now and to see where you were then to where you are now, it's just the coolest. And and one thing that I'm noticing a lot that you guys are saying is I'm I'm realizing that you were able to really tap into like your naiveness <laughs> right like, for and, sure right and and i think that sometimes like there there's a negative connotation on being naive mm -hmm. but when you step back and look at some of the things that you can do when you when you can actually tap into that it's pretty incredible like hearing your story and the things that you like I'll, let me email the manager and be yeah. like you know yo what's up yeah but how what advice would you give to people that are maybe starting their own businesses right now that don't know what they're doing do you think that maybe it's better sometimes to just figure it out themselves and go to somebody else and ask yeah i mean i do i and i think we've learned this as as we go on every single day that for the most part, a lot of people don't know what they're doing right. and yeah. everybody's learning either together or separately or however, but by not doing it, you're not learning. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many people in the industry that we know and spoke to or work with literally just because we asked like, mm -hmm. and if we didn't, I don't know what we would be doing right now, but we've had some great opportunities. We've had a lot of artists that were like, we probably shouldn't have been allowed mm -hmm. to work right. with, but we did because yeah. we were like, you know what, this is what we want to do with that artist. And this is how we're going to showcase them. And We've had a lot of great opportunities and I think it again goes back to being naive and, and not being scared because it, a, a good thing about us being a small company is that like we don't not that we don't have anyone to answer to or like we can do what we want to do. Like we're not yeah. going to work with every single artist because we don't have to like we can keep our integrity and we can 
work with artists that we truly believe in and mm -hmm. truly champion. And the cool thing for us is because we are a small company and we're constantly hustling and, and doing the merch and the events and the interviews, when we do meet the artists and they're kind of in our space, like whether if we're doing a swag session, they're in our venue, they're seeing our setup. We did interviews at Taste of Country where um, festival in New York and upstate New York, um, where we did our own merchandise booth. So they like saw us in like the thick of it. And I think a lot of artists can relate to that because like they're also hustling and they mm -hmm. understand that like they didn't have a huge team behind them either. So I think we truly have a really good connection with a lot of these rising artists. And that's what makes it so easy to champion them. And in turn, they're also championing us. Like right. we've had Tyler Rich wears our shirt all the time. Shouts us out every single time. Adam Doliak, like Morgan Evans, all these artists. And it's like, we don't ask for that. And, mm -hmm. we, and we are not even like, hey, here's our shirt. Can you wear it and tag us? Like right. we're literally just like, hey, if you see something you want, grab it. And mm -hmm. Walker Hayes is wearing a sweatshirt one night. Yep. Shouted us out on his Instagram story. And like, that is the best feeling in the world, especially because, you know, we're not asking for it. And it, it for me, it's the biggest compliment because oh, it just yeah. shows that like, they respect and enjoy what we do. And they, they believe in us the way that we believe in them. So I think another way to, if you're starting your own business or if you are starting um, to be in this industry, you want to be in this industry, it's really hard not to lose your passion. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. I mean, when you're working every night and you're working overtime and you're tired and you're hungry and you, you haven't eaten all day and you're like, why am I so hungry? Oh, cause it's four o'clock and I didn't eat breakfast. Mm -hmm. Like it's really hard not to lose your passion for the music. Um, so if you can find a way to tap into that, um, whether it be go to a concert without working it or mm -hmm. listen to an album, you know, in the showers that you love and not because you're reviewing it, but because you love the album. Like there are certain ways we actually, um, we saw Carrie Underwood's tour a couple weeks ago and we were online at Will Call and I think it was like a cold New York night and it just, we were like excited for it, but like it was a Friday. I think work. it was like a Friday. Right. It was work yeah. and like, it was just, it was a long week and we were in line for the Will worst Call. Week. We had like every possible bad thing that could happen to us happen like uh, day after day after day. Yeah. And like at one point I'm like, and the worst part is I have to go to the dentist tomorrow. Like, <laughs> like, anything that could go bad Literally. that week went bad. Yeah. And then we had to go to a show on a Friday night and granted the queen of country music, yeah. but we were so just like beat down Tired. at that yeah. point that we were like, you know, what are we doing? Right. Yeah. And we, we never know, but, you know when we get to the front yeah. of the, the will call, if we're going to have press tickets, if we're going to have a media wristband, if we're going to have pit tickets, like we never know. And we were right behind these little girls. And I think whoever was giving them the tickets, whatever outlet or whatever, they had gotten a meet and greet and they didn't know they were getting meet and greet. And ju I just got chills again. Yeah, me too. Just <laughs> seeing their faces and like, oh my goodness, oh my jumping goodness. Up like, and down. Just jumping up and down. And I was like, tap into yeah. that. That's like, why that we do this. That is why we do this because- you know, I feel like the word fan is, has a negative connotation sometimes. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the industry and you're a fan, you're, you must not be serious about your work if right. you're a fan. Yeah. You know what? If I, why am I in this industry if I'm not a fan? If right. I don't love the music and if I'm not going to pick it to put it on and play it, why am I doing this? So I think tapping into that passion and finding your own ways to take a mental reset and, just do something that you love that still has to do with the industry, but is mm -hmm. not work, I think is so important. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. Compl like something that is, you just said that so eloquently, but like, you know, I talk a lot on She's here. Literally the best yeah. speaker. Right? <laughs> I, know I know it. I know it. My girl. But there's, I talk a lot about mental health on this podcast oh, it. because it's, it's still kind of taboo, especially like in, 
an industry like we're in, you know, to, to say like, no, I'm, I'm actually tired and I, mm-hmm. I have anxiety to, yeah, and I have anxiety and I don't want to go to this event tonight. And, you know, and we put so much shame on things like that, but we're all human beings. Right. And when it's something that happens all the time, yes, you can be jaded because we're human beings, right. but yes, like find those moments and, and just tap into it. Like you right. said, like that. It. I do yoga every single night. Yeah. I am the poster child for anxiety. Mm-hmm. I am not afraid to say it. I suffer from anxiety and I found ways to cope with it. And yes, going to show, like I for a while would not go to New York city. Mm-hmm. Like I live in long Island for a while. I was so anxious. I still don't take the LIRR. I drive into New York city. And if anybody listens and knows what that's I like, I have no idea what that means. It but- is, well, I don't take the train into the city. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, the LIRR long Island railroad is the train into the city. And I just, I have, I've taken that. It's just recently. It's scary. It's, that's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a and lot. I would rather be in my own car safe yeah. in my own car and be able to leave whenever I want. So I literally we're in the city twice a week and I drive every single time because of my anxiety. Yeah. So like I found ways around being anxious, but for a long time I didn't even go into the city. Mm-hmm. And now I have a job and because I love my job, I deal with it and I figure out ways to cope and I go to the city every right. week because that's just what I have to do for my job. So it's something that people don't talk about and it's so frustrating Yeah, if you suffer from it because nobody's talking about it. And then you feel like you're alone in it right. and you feel like everybody's just so happy to be at this event where they don't know anybody, but you know, you're the only one, you're the odd man out. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, stuff like that, you know, this industry, especially with what you guys do, what I do, it's a lot about networking. Mm-hmm. Networking can be very anxiety ridden because yeah. it's a scary thing. Yep. You feel like you have to be on, you have yep. feel like you have to do, you know. It's, we say that all the we time. We always say we're like, you and know, I just need a day that I like don't have to be on. Yes, you know? and I, it's like, that, I say the same and thing. And not like yeah. we're like negative people are like sad people. No, but again, just human. Yeah. Like it's, it's a lot to be on, you know, a lot of times, even just today. And I'll just, just yeah. in the in Oh, the you've done a million interviews being, today. Yes, in the of just which being you're honest yes I know but also yeah. I'm exhausted I just had <laughs> right. to remember everybody we life. know how lucky we are right it, but it's it's work and yeah, we work exactly. really hard to do this stuff but uh, what I want to talk about with networking is is how you guys really get into that and how you deal with making sure that you're good to do that and that you're not over the top because because that's such a scary thing, a lot of people mm-hmm. shy away from it and miss mm-hmm. so many opportunities. So talk a little bit about that. We go back and forth too. I feel yeah. like being from New York and being from the North, I guess we talk really fast. So everybody's always like overwhelmed yeah. when we come at them. We're like, we do this and this and this. And we're like, we, we come in everywhere we go, literally like a hurricane. Like sometimes I walk away and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're probably like, what just happened? <laughs> they're coming in <laughs> Literally, we ran into this podcast yeah. today. Like, I mean, you guys saw it today. Ran here. I wish somebody was videotaping that. Oh, like, right. ran, yeah, yeah. Right. ran in. But like one thing we do hear a lot is everyone loves our energy, which is like, again, that's a compliment. And that goes back to being in New York because sometimes it's hard to find people with a lot of energy and people who are really passionate about what they're doing yeah. because New York is not the easiest place mm-hmm. to live. It's expensive. It takes forever to get anywhere. People are miserable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it's it's not always, you know, sunshine rainbows. Not that it is anywhere else, but um, I think it is harder sometimes to be that like smiling face in, mm-hmm. a, in a room. And I think that we have handled that pretty well I but when like we first say. started our first trip down to Nashville together in 2017 when we met you yeah I remember being in these rooms and for sure there were at least 15 people in every room that we have spoken to several times on email mm-hmm. but like 
that first step of being like, hi, I'm Christina. Like yeah. I met you, I've talked to you a hundred times, but like, that's scary. And yeah. we've learned, I remember we, we used to have like a saying, like, yeah, we just to, do it. Like, we're just going to go up to people like, and say We'd like look at each it. other and we'd be like, okay, we have to do it. Like, let's you, go. You let's each go. other yeah. up. Because yeah. yeah. also being in New York, we don't, like you said, we don't see these people every day. So they don't know our faces. Right. And they're meeting millions of people right. like, every right. day. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things. It's like for us, um, especially if people are in New York, we try and make it more because then mm-hmm. we're, they're in our element a little bit. Um, but it is it is definitely scary. It's a definitely scary thing because it, like you said, like most people will shy away from it. And it's like, if we shied away from it, we, we wouldn't, wouldn't get half of right. the, the, the things that we we have gotten. You wouldn't be staying afloat. Like, sure. I mean, you networking is so important mm-hmm. and it's so scary. And when you feel like you have to do it, it makes it a whole different thing. But have you guys noticed that it's never actually as scary as it is? Yes, oh, everybody's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of the time we, we were talking about this last night at dinner, like New York, it's a really bad rap for like the way we are. Like, being mean, like I'm people not, think it's right. everybody's abrasive. I'm and, not, yeah. and like, I have to figure out a good word. I guess the word is direct. And so we were at dinner last night with two girls that are that live in Nashville and they were like, oh, I could, I wish I was more like you. Like, I I find it very hard to put on a smile if I don't like somebody. It's yeah. very hard for me to like pretend I like somebody. I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but because <laughs> I'm from New York, like that's just the way we are. I actually have a funny story. So I was in Nashville taking meetings before Steph and I was walking down 2nd Avenue and to my car and a man was coming out to me and he was like, excuse me, miss. And like, I'm from New York. So like, if somebody's coming out to me, it's a beggar. It's somebody telling me that the world is going to end. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's, you ignore people coming up to you in New York. And he was like, no, excuse me, ma'am. And I like, literally was like, I'm good. Like turn in. <laughs> he stopped me, literally stood in front of me. They were shooting the show Nashville and it was a rain scene. So I was about to literally not only walk through their scene, but get completely soaking wet. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, I just can't have you. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm from New York. And I gave him the whole spiel and he was just like, please just don't walk in my seat. Get out of here. I was like, my New York is showing a little bit now. Oh my gosh. Like that's, I mean, we come off. We have that that directness, and yeah. I think that's part of just our personalities. It's just yeah. that's and who I think I am. you know what's interesting too. I feel like, like you said, like going back to it, like you realize that it's not as hard. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times we realize that like most people are doing the same thing. Exactly. So it's like half the time, if they're not saying hi to you, it's because they're feeling the same way. So <laughs> and they're like relieved when you go up yeah. because they have somebody else to talk yeah, exactly, to. Exactly. Yeah. Because they were standing by themselves, and it's like you're so focused on like, do I look like an idiot or am I standing here? I mean, well, like. You look around and a lot of people are there by themselves. Yep. We've What's cool in New York is a lot of the big offices are there. So there's like Billboard, Hollywood Life, um, Vivo, New York's Country 94.7. So when we go to a lot of these shows, we are we have kind of formed this little like group of friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. now it's like, it's so fun. And then everybody's kind of in different legs of the industry. So we get to talk about it and we, and we get to talk about different music too, which is sometimes refreshing. And yeah. we all hang out together and we, we have a group chat and it, that's been really cool. And that has been something that's kind of grown in the past year or two between like our little friend group. And that has been really cool for us. But that's something that would have never happened if, you know, we all didn't have the courage to just kind of reach out. And exactly. it's, a, it's yeah. the same thing here. We have our like Nashville right. family mm-hmm. too. Like we see our, you we guys can't reach wait out to come to down. Me, the, and I'm yeah. so glad yeah. you did yeah. because you guys have become some of my favorite people yeah. in the universe. Thank and you. You're like, I love favorite. it. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go on. Go on. I like <laughs> you. <laughs> we can 
down here and we're like, and we get to see Elena and Brian and we're going to hang out and we're going to yeah. We got Brian right back there. Yes. Uh-huh. But well, you, you guys are like our core and friends We change here. our flight seven times. We never want to leave. Yes. <laughs> we have had some good times, yes. let me tell you. What was that? The February trip? Like the next day you guys, I'm like texting them from the airport at like 7 p.m. And Elena and Brian are like, wait, wasn't your flight at like 7 a.m.? I'm like, apparently. Yeah. I changed it. <laughs> I changed it while we were out. And we didn't even really remember. Yeah. And the next day I was like, wait, uh, what time am I leaving? Yes. <laughs> but I love it. And I'm just so happy that we've made it into each other's lives. Yes. And that's just a testament to reach out to people people that you right. like and you're inspired by or you're you know you just love what they're doing because I'm just I'm so inspired by you guys and I'm constantly just talking with you now because like <laughs> I, I, I just love it but um, another thing that I really wanted to talk about and a reason that we have connected on another level is the fact that you guys are also such huge champions for women in country music for sure every Ooh. month you feature <laughs> you have a woman of the month right and you have been so kind to of feature course. me a yes. month and you're one of our first and it was such an honor. It really was. And um, I, I just, I love that you guys champion in such an authentic way and really have a passion for it. Right. So when did you guys first see the problem of the lack of women in country radio? Well, like for me, so Stephanie had a little bit of a different story coming to country music. She loved other genres before she got to the country mm-hmm. world. Like I was saying before, I have always loved country and like like I said, Shania, Dixie Chicks, Trish Yearwood, like those were the albums that I grew up on. And then I I don't know when it, I don't know what happened. And yeah. I don't, I think a lot of people don't know oh, what like happened. It's been such a topic on here. We're like, when did it go? When? Yeah. I don't know. It And it was, so, and it's frustrating to see that. Um, but I like, we heard it today at the CMT Next Women of Country. Yep. I like that it shouldn't matter. Yeah. We shouldn't have to be having a next women of country right. mm-hmm. because it shouldn't be a thing. And I know it's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And until we get there, for sure, let's keep having it. But it's like, let's just let the best song be played. And like, and I mean, today, it's great that we're talking about this now because we went to this event earlier and yeah. we were so inspired walking out yeah. because it was like, I want to hear a woman singing about her family. Yeah. I want to hear what it's like for a woman to be homesick. I want to hear what it's like for a woman to drink and have fun mm-hmm. and like end the breakups and the love songs. Like if a man is the only one singing a love song, half the country is not being represented in yep. their in their feelings for love or breakups or anything like that. And I just, I love, I've found so many rising artists and I, I can't like Ingrid Andress, mm. Avenue Beat, yeah. Avenue Beat. They're just so smart. They're so smart and refreshing and Mm -hmm. and young and like make me feel really old, but they're amazing. Same though. Oh my God. (laughs) When I did the podcast with them, I felt really old. I felt so (laughs) old. I can't even say that I was just like, I need to. She was like nervous about what to wear. And the interview was like, how do I look cool? Like I don't, I'm a mom. I don't know I'm how cool to mom. look. Not like other moms. I would be lying <laughs> if I didn't say I thought extra hard about what I was gonna wear that day because I was like, wait, am I like okay, okay? I think I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. But like, but they're all singing about like just great things that women and it, and men and men want to yeah. hear. And right. so when it gets to that point where we, it shouldn't have to matter if it's a male or female, even just like male artist of the year, female artist of the year, yeah. like just art, like let's just artist give the, the best yeah. artist the award. Like, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see over the next couple of months. I do see a change. I don't see it as fast as we, we should, it should be. And happening. that's what like what I've been talking about a lot lately is, you know, we might not see it while we're even in the industry, mm-hmm. but we're trying to do the work to move the needle because right. that's what needs to be done. It just, it just needs to be talked about 
and and you know appreciated and it needs to be thought of as an actual valid problem and i think that that is where it's at right now and and i was also talking to somebody about how in any kind of rights or any kind of a situation like that it's always needed to go a little further so then it can come back and even out so mm-hmm. i love that everybody's really talking about it and really making it a problem and it, sometimes it might sound annoying or whatever because it's like oh you won't shut up about women and blah mm-hmm. blah but fine if that's what what happens with us then good because we're pushing it far enough to where it will come back and just be normal right, right? right. and then we won't be having these conversations of like oh my god carrie underwood and miranda lambert had all female tours Holy moly. Right? like yeah. nobody says oh jason and Aldine has an all like nobody Every says other, that exactly. yeah. all male tour have yeah. you ever heard the word all male tour yeah. like, could you imagine that in a headline yeah. Jason Aldean <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense why what it's a great a thing. guy yeah. bringing all males out yes, <laughs> so right. nice of him good for you yeah. uh, thank you thank you <laughs> what an inspiration no, yeah it's yeah. just that's frustrating to us and it like is. and to see the big shows I mean we are at every single show and you know it doesn't matter. Like, just sing a good song. Like, yeah. write a good song. And, yeah. you know, I don't know. Even I, going back to the night at Carrie, like like we said, we went into it, like, just exhausted. And, yeah. like, yes, it's a show we wanted to see and we're excited about, but we were so tired. When we got there, we were like, this is the entertainer of the year. Yeah. Like, from Runaway June to Maddie and Tay to Carrie Underwood, it was the best show that came to New York City this year. And we were like... Again, this is why we do what we do. And it, it kind of refreshed us. And we were like, thank God we're not so tired anymore. <laughs> yeah. Watching Carrie, you know, change five times and walk around the and stage five inch heels. Exactly I was not where, tired anymore. Know exactly where to be. She And it's a 360 tour. So mm-hmm. she has to entertain an entire stadium. And it's not even an entire stadium. It's like the front of the stadium, the back of the stadium, mm-hmm. the side of the stadium. There were pits in the middle. And knowing where to be, walking around in those heels, like the yeah. stage goes up and down. So she has to make sure to be on that spot when it goes up, the outfit changes. I mean, and the the screen's coming down. I mean, it was a huge production, but, and this is what we said that night, it was like her voice was spectacular. Yeah. So it didn't, it wasn't all the glitz and the glamour making it a big deal. Right. It added to it because her voice was killer. The songs were killer and it was a sold out and show. She's just in real. Madison Square Garden. And the audience, it wasn't, you know, she wasn't singing to 14 year old girls. She was singing to 10 year old kids and moms and dads. And my older brother was there with his wife. And like, I think that is something that also needs to be talked about more because it's, you know, everyone's so afraid of doing this and that with women in country. Meanwhile, it's like, the audience is there. The fans are there. It's yep. just they're not they're not getting it. Yep. So maybe put it out there and then see what happens. Yeah. That's the thing. Like all of these women that come in and and I have the conversation of women don't want to hear women with and the ones that are actually out on the road and seeing uh, I'm literally seeing it around the country. Yeah. It is not true. Right. Again, yeah. Radio City. Yep. Maren Morris, Cassie Ashton, Haley Witters. Yeah. Sold out. Yeah. Sold out. Mm-hmm. Like that's the a testament. Same, the same night As that Jason, Jason Aldean. Aldean was in town, who was also sold out, mind you. But so, shoot up well, yeah. crazy. Country music in Guess New York what? City is alive yeah. and well. Split up. But both we shows, had to split. Yeah. She went to Jason. I had to go to Marin because that's it was the same exact night and both shows were sold yeah. out. See, that's incredible. Yeah. And and that that does need to be talked about. Right. Because and there that is wasn't a headline. There. You know what? I think we need to do a story about this. I didn't even think of that. You know, I really didn't we we spoke about it, but not enough that we realized that it that really should have been a story that we put out there because it was monumental for country That's music. Huge. Yeah. It's two huge tours. And in New York City. Right. Exactly. Where everybody says in the nobody middle of listens to country music. It was the September Friday 6th. after Labor Day weekend, which is probably the worst Friday of anyone's entire life because you're out <laughs> yes. drinking all week and then you have to go to work. So the last thing you want to do is go out that following weekend after being out all summer 
And for two shows like that to be sold out on 90 degree days, yeah, you know, huge. yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of women don't want to hear women being a frustrating phrase. I'm sure another really frustrating phrase for you guys is New York City doesn't like country music. <sighs> oh, right. Oh, yeah. How do you deal with that? <laughs> so I, literally, and- I always say I'm like, um, ask my husband who has to watch my son every night because I'm at a show every night <laughs> yeah. like that's and that's what's frustrating. And. We talk a lot about the women thing, but we also talk about a lot about the genre bending and the, mm-hmm. and the fluidity of country music. And that's not country music and, and that whole thing. And that's frustrating too, because in New York, the fact that artists are not only collaborating with artists in other genres, but their sound is changing and, and melding with other genres, that's getting more fans. So why are we complaining about it? Right. Why are we upset? I say the exact same thing. Like, let's yeah. get the more fans. Let's get the more people. Like, yeah. and it's and it's not even just from the a more money standpoint. About it, the better mm-hmm. for all exactly. Of us. Like, yeah. it's better for everybody. So why is everybody so upset about it? So like that, especially, and I think that's had a big part of New York City country fans is and like what's funny is like you'll there. find people who are literally there's always those people who are just like no never not me I don't like country and it's like why. Like yeah. you just want to be that person to say that. Meanwhile, like we always say, we're like, we'll give us a song you do like, and we'll give you a, a country song, you know, in that same vein that you yeah. will like. Exactly. And you'll be a country fan. I always tell my friends, cause I didn't grow up listening to country. So I got into it a few years ago. My mom was into it. She would always watch like the CMT music videos late at night. And my younger brother, um, who I love, champion of country music in New York city. We always say what's funny is like, if I'm like thinking of an event or like something I want to do, I'm like, hold on, let me text Johnny. Like he's pretty yeah. much the backbone of our company. And I'm not, Johnny, I'm not paying you. So. <laughs> <laughs> he gets the free swag shirts every there once in a while. Go. That's his wardrobe. Um, but no, he, he's the best. But so he uh, started, so he came downstairs one night. My mom was watching country music videos and Luke Bryan, one of his like, OG like spring break songs was on and my brother was like what song who is this guy and my mom's like this is Luke Bryan he was like I kind of like this and he was maybe I guess if I was like 22 he had to be 18 at the time 17 or 18 and so he started listening to country first and Luke Bryan was coming to Long Island I honest to god I had no idea who he was Wait, Stephanie, we're both at the same show we did not know each other. Yeah. Oh, side note. Side note. Yeah, this was 2012. <laughs> yeah. Right? 2012 so he was coming to Long Island and I was like Johnny like let's get tickets a bunch of our friends together like let's go to the show I was always very big into like just getting friends together and going we were always doing tailgates going to different shows stuff like that so that was good again events that's my (laughs) that's my baby um so I was like let's you know get people together and we'll go to the show so I went to that show absolutely fell in love with Luke Ryan I was like this he is the best entertainer it's so much fun Mm -hmm. and then from that I would just get like more and more friends and I'd be like no, I'm telling you, like, I didn't like country either, yeah. but like, just come to a show and like one by one, we turned everyone into country fans. And now we're like surrounded by my whole friend group is our country music fans. And now it's funny because it's like, I don't even like to say like, oh, I'm doing a country night because half the time we're going out and playing country music all the right. time. Anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's weird because when we first started four years ago, we had to label it as country night. And now it's kind of mixed into if you're out at a club, there's country music playing, you know, right. because it can because of the genre right. bending and it, it works so nicely and we can actually have more people. And I didn't realize how similar our stories were stuff of going into country music because <laughs> Luke Bryan was my first. Really? And I like my my friend and I'm very open on the show about how like I'm a late bloomer with country music as well. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that I'm less of a fan. And right. I That's hate when I people saying. are like, like if yeah. anything, I feel like it's more inspiring because yes. it shows that like. Even what happened to me worked it. for me so I can go and do that to other fans in New York. Like right. it's not just, oh, they're not there because 
I wasn't there either. Mm -hmm. Yes, and and who, you know, you can't blame us for not being surrounded by it or being able to, like, know that it was there. I was in California, but that Luke Bryan, uh, I don't know if I've told this story on here before, but my best friend was a huge country fan, and then I got invited to a Luke Bryan concert, and I only knew Florida Georgia Line because they were opening up for him. Yeah, it was the same show. Townsend Square? Right, yes. Yes. (laughs) And we were playing Cruise because I worked on a pop station, and so I thought they were the headliners, and I would, like, went to my best friend Ashley and I sent her a text and I was like, hey, do you want to go to the Luke Bryant show on Saturday? Like with a T. And she has <laughs> screenshotted that and every year shares it with That's everyone. Amazing. They're like, it haunts you yes. forever. She's like, I am keeping you grounded. I am <laughs> yeah. not letting people well, like, let so funny too. Like we always say, like my friends who I went to like high school with, when they see that I'm in country music now, they're like, what? How right. did this happen? And then like my friends now, like in the industry, when they hear that I grew up listening to like T-Pain and Usher and yeah. Chris Brown, they're like, no way. And I'm right. like, yeah, that was, I was the girl at Little Wayne. And like <laughs> now it's like it's so funny but it's I mean music is mu- music is it's universal good yeah, music is a, good yeah, music exactly it's such a testament to why it's so great that we are reaching out to different people right. and having them and welcoming we should welcome them into the country music community because we just want them to hear our messages right. and why yeah not? I know who is it hurting exactly <laughs> if you like traditional country nobody is telling you to not listen right. to traditional country yeah. music yeah. exactly why is it an argument where you can listen to whatever you want at the drop of a hat so why do you have to be so negative uh-huh. and put negative things out there about not liking country music or not liking this collaboration or not liking the the horns in this one or the <laughs> drum in this one like don't listen nobody's yeah. forcing you yeah, exactly. like with <laughs> earphones the to listen there's plenty of traditional mm-hmm. country music out there go find it and listen to it and shut up like <laughs> it just frustrates me like i listen to what i want to listen to you and like and the radio stations they play every kind of music. So oh, just yeah. like, so it's fine. Just like, listen, and maybe you'll like one song and don't tell anybody if you like it yeah. because no, God right. forbid you don't like traditional country. <laughs> I know. But, but yeah, that's the thing. Music is all about having feelings and feeling right. good and, and why bring any negativity into it? Like just enjoy the music and champion people because otherwise you're putting negative energy into the world. And what's the point of why? that? For, for what? what? Like, what yeah. is that doing for you? Exactly. I it was, um, I think Jimmy, yeah, it was Jimmy Allen tweeted the other day. He was like, just make the music you want to make yeah. and forget about putting a name on it. And it was like, I screenshotted it. You'll see it on Country Swag soon because I'll post it at some point. But <laughs> I was like, this is so true. Like, what what does it matter? And yeah. I think it was Walker Hayes. Yeah, Walker Hayes said on like some interview, he was like, you know, we're the only genre who's like, that's not country. And like, or I'm so country. He was like, you don't hear rappers going around like, I'm so rap. Yeah. So <laughs> like, that's really funny. Right? It's yeah. true. I'm so EDM. Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, do what you want to do. And right. right. Exactly. Just there. Just be a good person. That's it. Just be a good person. Everybody just love each other. Okay. Just love each other. Good person. (laughs) Because then people will want to hang out with you and listen to whatever music you want to listen to. You can go ahead and do the thing as long as you're nice. Well, you guys, before we wrap up here, because we've got CMA stuff that we still got to get to. I know we've got got a long couple of days. 12 hours today. Just today. (laughs) But I do want to talk about what you guys are most excited about that's coming out right now with New York Country Swag, what you're looking forward to in 2020. I just kind of want to like, find out what's going on. Yeah. Do you want to answer first? Um, figuring out, again, just continuing to navigate, um, figuring out how to better monetize our company. And we're doing a lot for a lot of different people in the industry and just figuring out our worth and our value is really important because we are really valuable and we're bringing something really important to the table. And we have a community of New York City country fans that love us and (laughs) love country music. And let's just continue to help push country music in New York City 
in 2020. And I think we don't really have any... We would love to start a podcast because we mm, love yeah. your podcast. I would yeah. be, thank you. But okay. I, I've been thinking that. I've been wondering if you guys are going to yeah, start something. So I think you'd next, be great. You know, we, we, we always say we just throw everything at the wall and kind of see what, what sticks, sticks where yeah. we're at right now. That's in, where we're at in our company. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that is the, the next the next logical step. And plus, we're ridiculous and we are just have like the most ridiculous lives. And you should see like what our daily life is like. So yeah. we would love to just, we, sure, we want to yeah. just be real. Yeah. And we yeah. want to continue to be more transparent. Like, yeah, exactly. The like we had this like huge the... event. We did a country brunch a couple weeks ago, this huge event and like all these great pictures and we're dancing and there's a DJ. And then we posted a video of us like, pushing a rolling cart of like mannequins and all of our merch to our car and like Mm -hmm. carrying champagne glasses. And like, that's the stuff nobody sees. And I think, um, especially with this whole thing with the Instagram likes going away and, and, and mental health and people comparing themselves. And we just, we want to be, we are so real. Um, so we want to continue to, to make that apparent that like our lives are not so amazing. And we want, you know, we want you to know that yes, they are, but we are also working our Butts off right and just work hard and be good to people and and you'll have a so lucky life too <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly yeah um but yeah just piggybacking off of christina i would say pretty much the same thing um and just doing more events we for a little while we kind of took a break from the events to focus more on like getting our name up mm-hmm. and you know doing the artist interviews and merchandise and stuff like that um but we just recently did a country brunch with teddy rob who is another rising artist who we love and one day we'll see him at Madison Square Garden. Yep. So, mm-hmm. um, but just go kind of navigating that space again, because again, that events are my baby. And right. unfortunately it take, they take a lot of money to pull off and a lot of time and a lot of work. Um, so that's hard, but we've proven that, you know, that we have the audience there. So just kind of navigating that and being able to do more stuff like that and continuing to bring country music to New York City and eventually like just beyond, beyond that. New like, York City. Yeah. Yeah, is that the ultimate goal yeah. to be everywhere? Yeah. So would you have to change your name for that or just the branding is New York Country Swag? Um, we've spoken about this a lot. So I think eventually we would change our name. Ironically, I never wanted the New York in the name. I never wanted it for that reason. Oh. Going back to names available on Instagram. Right. <laughs> that was yes. the only one. I was like, you know what? Maybe if I put New York in front of this. And I kind of liked how and it started NYC. So it looked like NYC, New York, oh, yeah, NY yeah, Country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I like that double kind of play there. Um, so it worked at the time, but eventually we do want to drop New York and yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I would love to do our country music and mimosas. That's what we call it. Our brunch yeah. event, country music and mimosas. Um, like I would have loved, love to eventually like take that to different cities and yeah. cause it's a really fun and unique. And we always say it's the perfect event. If you have friends who aren't country music fans to come to, because we put a DJ on and a rising artist. So we do an open bar with a mimosa station, build your own mimosas, bloody Mary's. We do food. So there's a whole buffet and then it's in a club. Yeah. So it's noon and right. it's dark it feels like four o'clock in the morning. And you're turning it up. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get to like showcase these rising artists and everyone falls in love with them and just then it goes back to the DJ. And, it, you know, it's just it's such a fun event that I would just love to be able to grow that and for like and do it everywhere. Exactly. Let's do one in Nashville. Oh, you know. we're, that's we're working on it. We, we, we tried for this weekend. It just unfortunately we thought of it like four days. ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It works a miracle. Like, but maybe. <laughs> we had our our brunch in New York City was October 26th and it was like the 25th that we had like a phone call with somebody here and we were like we can pull this off and we were like I was like can we do this I was like we can do anything yeah. <laughs> we can do it we're like in we my head, I'm like, oh, well, my. it still means you can't do anything because, I mean, there's plenty of opportunities for you guys to make that happen. It didn't yeah. have to just be this time. For sure. And you know that I'll be there. Yes. <laughs> it Bells and whistles on. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Christina, 
<laughs> and Steph or Stephanie. I just call you Steph. But <laughs> thank you so much for being here. And thank, thank you for you. having us. No, of course. And thank you for inspiring so many women the way that you do. Not only women, men as well. But see, being able to be a woman in this industry and see people like you actually making shit happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I'm I'm inspired daily by you guys. So so thank you for being here thank and I love you, so you. and let's go do all the CMA stuff, let's shall go. we? Let's go. <laughs> white claw and all. Yes. Do we end it with a cheers? Let's cheers. end it with a cheers. Thank you. We white might claw. as well. <laughs> cheers. Oh, cheers. <laughs> Ain't no laws. Y'all, right after we recorded this podcast, we had the most fun night at some pre-CMA events, and we were talking about things that we wish they would have had time to have conversations about. I mean, they have stories for days, so make sure to follow them on social media to keep up with everything and to always read their articles. Very insightful and just really fun to read. So uh, you can find everything about them, actually, at nycountryswag.com. All right, time for some thank yous, Steph and Christina. I know there were a million things going on with you both during CMA week. So thank you for taking the time to chat to the breaking through team, Brian Webb and Joey Salvia couldn't do this without you, but most of all, thank you for listening. If you could take a second to rate this podcast on Apple podcasts, that would be amazing. The more of those we get, the more the algorithm gives us visibility, especially for, you know, people that are looking for a new show. It helps them out. And as always, feel free to reach out to me on social media. I'm at Elena D. Smith everywhere. That's E-L-A-I-N-A, D as in dog, S as in Smith. Now you can also let me know um, who you would want to hear from next. Maybe there's an artist that I haven't featured that you would really like to hear more from. I think that about does it for me. Thank you again for listening and I'll talk to you guys soon. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.